The Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this December 12th, 2016 edition. And right out of the shoot, I want to say a very happy 37th birthday to my kid sister, Bobby Lee. And don't even think of me singing on air. I'm not going to do that. So anyway, I just want to wish my little sister a happy birthday. The big three seven. I think some kind of awesome wisdom happens when you hit 40. And I've now hit 40. So I am so wise now. (laughs) Just wait, Bobby, give it a couple more years. Hey, for all you new listeners, I broadcast weekdays. That's Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern time right here on WINB. And a big shout out to all you listening on WINB. And of course, for more ways to listen, including the awesome customized apps, that includes Android. Just so you know, if you've got an iPhone, an Android, all smart devices, please do check out the customized app. It's really handy, isn't it? I'm getting a lot of really good feedback on that. So do check that out. And also, for those of you on the go, you can download the podcast as well. A lot of people are asking me about Power Prayer Testimonies, the book. Of course, there's testimonies there at powerprayers.ca. If you go to the testimony page, I mean, there's way too many to put them on there. But I would like to do a show on people's testimonies, how the book is changing your life, what kind of prayers are just making a huge difference. So if you have a testimony and you want to be on the show, I'm arranging for that show at the very beginning of the new year. So get a hold of me now. And just put in the subject line, power prayers, testimony, those three words in the subject line. And I will make sure that I invite you to come on the show. And I'd like to get a dozen people on that. So if you are one of the people that has been very impacted by power prayers, the book subtitled Warfare That Works, get a hold of me by email. My contact information is at weekendvigilante.com. And lastly, I have my newsletter. I'm going to release it on the 15th. I was waiting to hear something about my map that I was talking about. Remember Remnant Roundup? I've been talking about it for, well, two years now. I know I started talking about it when I got back from Whitestone Remnant Conference in 2014. It's now 2017. Three years later, I'm going, Lord, why is this taking me so long? Well, I'll tell you one of the reasons is because my web team says it's not so easy customizing building. They have to literally build from scratch this whole map program, and it's really expensive, and it's very time-consuming. So I'm really praying about, okay, what can I do in the meantime to figure this out? So just be patient. I have a plan. What is this plan you have, Sheila? What are you plotting and planning? Well, I'm going to lay it out in the December 15th newsletter. Make sure you are signed up for my free e-newsletter. Last but not least, make sure that you're subscribed to my YouTube channel because in the new year, I'm going to have some awesome videos come out. You want to be definitely subscribed to my YouTube channel. Simply go to the top of weekendvigilante.com, the pink icons. You see the social media icons at the top on the pink bar. Like my Weekend Vigilante Facebook page and, of course, Twitter as well. Because I do tweet out guests and I do put some great posts on my Weekend Vigilante Facebook page. So make sure you're following me on social media. Well, I want to jump right into the program because... I am really excited to bring you on my guest today. 
He is a Florida fireman. You may have heard of him. He prophesied the Donald Trump presidency and so much more. And God's given him some other amazing prophetic words just in the last bit. And God is really using him to bring prophetic words and insights. He's been very controversial and he's taken a lot of hits. But boy, I'll tell you what, I think that he is right on the money and he's going to get into some of the new stuff that God has given him. It is such a pleasure for me to have him on the show for the first time and hopefully many more Lieutenant Mark Taylor, welcome to the program, sir. It is a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and pleasure to be here. Oh, it's our pleasure. Well, first of all, I'm going to start off by saying I have such a great respect for firefighters. My father was the fire chief in our community, and I know all about battling those raging fires, such destruction. And of course, we battle fires daily in the Christian life. So I want you to start by especially for people that aren't familiar with your prophetic word about the Trump presidency. And then we're going to get into some more incredible revelation that God has given you. Even recently, we're going to get into all that. Start off, Mark, by telling, especially the new listeners, what God gave you in 2011. Sure. Uh, It was actually April 28, 2011. Uh, I was watching Donald Trump uh, on the news. I don't even know who was interviewing him. It 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 might have been Fox. It could have been somebody else. I don't know. But as I was sitting there listening to him, all of a sudden I heard the Lord speak. And he says, you're listening to the voice of a president. So I walked into my office, which is where I'm at right now doing this interview, and I sat down and I wrote down what God was telling me about Donald Trump being the next president. It's titled Commander-in-Chief, and I had written another prophecy a few months after that called The Great Horse because God told me there was another Triple Crown winner coming. And I thought this was all supposed to be in 2012. Now, anybody in the prophetic will tell you the hardest thing is timing. And God can change his mind. So I thought all this was supposed to go down in 2012. I also wrote a D-Day speech for the church. God says, go back and write Dwight D. General Eisenhower's D-Day speech. But he says, I want you to address it to my army. Now, this is all significant. So I thought this was in 2012. This was supposed to happen in 2012. But 2012 came and went. The Triple Crown didn't come. The prophecy didn't come to pass. So I set him aside. I thought I had missed it, truly missed it. So fast forward to 2015. Donald Trump announces he's possibly coming into the race. Well, I'm watching the Triple Crown races because I knew there was one coming, but I just I knew I'd missed the timing on it. So 2015, the Triple Crown win comes. I pull out the prophecy, and I'm talking on the phone with my sister, and she says, wait a minute, what day is today? I said, oh, it's D-Day. So I pulled the D-Day speech out because the Lord didn't tell me when to release it. And I heard the Lord say, release the speech. Ten days later, Donald Trump announces he's running for president. So then I pulled the Trump prophecy out. All this stuff came together within a 10-day period. And I was like, Lord, did I miss this? I thought this was supposed to happen in 2012. And I thought I had generally missed the prophecy. He said, Mark, he said, every bit of this was supposed to go down in 2012. He said, but my people were not ready yet. I held it off because the people needed to rise up with a righteous anger and say, enough is enough, which is what we're seeing happening right now. But the Donald Trump prophecy, uh, I mean, I can read the prophecy if you like. That's up to you. Yes, please. I was just going to ask you if you would please read it. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I titled the prophecy Commander-in-Chief. It says, The Spirit of God says, I have chosen this man, Donald Trump, for such a time as this. For as Benjamin Netanyahu is to Israel, so shall this man be to the United States of America. For I will use this man to bring honor, respect, and restoration to America. America will be respected once again as the most powerful and prosperous nation on earth other than Israel. The dollar will be the strongest it has ever been in history of the United States and will once again be the currency by which all others are judged. The Spirit of God says the enemy will quake and shake and fear this man I have anointed. 
They will even quake and shake when he announces he is running for president. It will be like the shot heard across the world. The enemy will say, what shall we do now? This man knows all our tricks and schemes. We have been robbing America for decades. What shall we do to stop this? The Spirit says, ha, no one shall stop this that I have started. For the enemy has stolen from America for decades, and it stops now. For I will use this man to reap the harvest that the United States has sown for, and plunder from the enemy what he has stolen, and return it sevenfold back to the United States. The enemy will say, Israel, Israel, what about Israel? The Spirit says, yes, America will once again stand hand in hand with Israel, and the two shall be as one. For the ties between Israel and America will be stronger than ever, and Israel will flourish like never before. The Spirit of God says, I will protect America and Israel, for this next president will be a man of his word. When he speaks, the world will listen and know that there is something greater in him than all the others before him. This man's word is his bond, and the world and America will know this, and the enemy will fear this, for this man will be fearless. When the financial harvest begins, so shall it parallel and spiritual for America. The Spirit of God says in this next election, they will spend billions to keep this president in. It will be like flushing their money down the toilet. Let them waste their money, for it comes from as being used by evil forces at work, but they will not succeed. For this next election will be a clean sweep for the man I have chosen. They will say things about this man, the enemy, but it will not affect him. And they will say it rolls off of him like the duck. For as the feathers of a duck protect it, so shall my feathers protect this next president. Even mainstream news media will be captivated by this man and the abilities that I have gifted him with. And they will even begin to agree with him, says the Spirit of God. Wow. You know, this is from 2011, and it reads like a present-day newspaper, Mark. Yeah, I, I take, and you know, I, and one thing I want to say to the listeners, I, I take no glory for any of this. I give all the glory and honor to the Lord Jesus, who is the spirit of prophecy, period. I, I take no glory for it whatsoever. Well, yeah, as it lays out in Ephesians 4.11, and God gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And like we see there in John 15, he's the vine, we're the branches. If we remain in him, we're going to bear fruit. And apart from him, we can do nothing. So, yeah, we all have different giftings. We're all the branches. And I think this is really amazing, especially your full circle prophecy. I really want to get into that. But, I mean, what I want to ask you is, as you were watching the election results that night, I mean, it was coming up to the wire, right? What were you thinking? Because, of course, it was looking like Hillary Clinton's going to win, right? Yeah. You know, honestly, you know, I was sitting there, and there were times that, I would pull my prophetic word out, the one I wrote, and I would war with it. I would decree it. I would declare it in the atmosphere, in the spirit, asking the Lord to release the angels. And, and I mean, all this, all this warfare that was going on. And, you know, the warfare for me personally was on a level. I, I mean, I've been through warfare the last 10 years. I've been in seclusion pretty much. But the warfare for this one prophecy alone was like nothing else I'd ever experienced in my life. It was incredible. On that level for me, that was a whole other level even for me at that point. It did look like at some point, because, you know, we were having to overcome the voter fraud. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were not only fighting the enemy, so to speak, we were fighting our own people because we had our own people in the church that couldn't discern that Donald Trump was, called, was, was anointed by God to be the next president. So we were fighting on more than one front. This was a team effort. This, was, this wasn't about me or one person. This was a team effort by the army of God who came together in the spirit, one mind, one accord, in unity, and we won a victory on November 8th. Now, having said that, we still have a couple more objectives to go. We've got three objectives that we need to meet as the Army of God. One was getting him elected, which we won November 8th. The second one is going to be getting him inaugurated, because like the prophecy talks about, they're going to try and keep this president in. They're trying to pull stuff now, what we're seeing right now with the Electoral College votes, all these things, to try to keep this president in. So the church is very bad about when they win a 
battle, they lay down their weapons of warfare, and they walk away. Right. They take ground, but they don't hold that ground. It is imperative that we hold that ground at all costs right now. So we've got to get him inaugurated. Once we get him inaugurated, we move to the third objective, which is going to be the first few months of his presidency is going to be a little bit rocky. We're going to have some hot spots because when God goes to purge the land with the illegals, with the gangs and stuff like that, some of these people aren't going to go quietly. So it's going to get a little rocky, and, and we're going to have some hot spots across the country. So this church needs to stay engaged in this fight. We've won a battle, but we haven't won the war yet. Right. Well, and look at the results of the Donald Trump win. And it's ironic that Hillary was the one that said, well, you know, it's abhorrent not to accept the results of what the people wanted. But it was amazing how many riots you had. You had anti-Trump protests rocking several major cities. You had people burning flags. You had university campuses in an uproar. The snowflake generation needed counseling. Remember that? I mean, just one thing after the other, removing Trump's name off buildings. And then you have this whole electoral college. You have this recount with Jill Stein, and they just now completed that. I mean, one thing after the other, I've never seen the kind of vilification that has gone on against this guy. The news media is against him. I think some Christians are even asking, Mark, is this guy even going to end up being president? You know, are we even going to see him get to the inauguration? So I just find it interesting that your prophetic word talks about this very thing. Yeah, yeah. And and again, you know, we've won the battle. We haven't won the war. So I'm getting inundated with emails from people who are still scared. They're saying, hey, you know, they're they're trying to pull the Electoral College. Uh, They're trying to swing that now. You know, now they're doing an investigation into seeing if Russia hacked everything. So it's like, look, this is not a time to walk in fear, because if you walk in fear, it takes you out of the battle. So armor up, stay in the fight, and we will win this. If the church will stay engaged, the army of God will stay engaged, we will win this. But they've got to stay engaged. That's a very good point. Well, and I'd really like to get into Russia, as you just mentioned, because barely a day goes by when we're not hearing about, oh, Putin did this, and you know, we're getting cyber attacked, tracked, hacked, attacked. I mean, it just goes on and on, the blaming of Russia. And like I just said, there's not a day that goes by we're not hearing about Putin and Russia. And you actually get in this in one of your prophetic words entitled Full Circle. So I want you to talk a bit about that, because boy, Russia is always in the headlines. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, everybody's criticizing Donald Trump about Putin, you know, trying to make amends with Putin. But here's what God has been showing me, is that there's a whole World War II component to this whole thing, this, this D-Day speech that I wrote to, to the Army of God. Uh, it, the Triple Crown winner came on D-Day. So we've come full circle, so to speak. And the New World Order was trying to rise back in World War II by using the Nazis. Yeah. Now they're trying to rise again by using ISIS, except for this time ISIS is not really invading Europe or the United States. They're being invited in, which is the scary part. So that's what they're trying to do. The New World Order is using ISIS, which is the Fourth Reich, what God told me, and they are trying to establish their New World Order, so to speak, their rise to power, but God has denied it. And if the army of God will rise up, like we did on November 8th, was proof that we can beat this New World Order, and we can push it back so that the gospel can go forth throughout the earth. We beat it in World War II, we can beat it again. People are basing Russia and Putin on the mainstream media, which you cannot believe a word that comes out of their mouth right now. You know, it's, it's people like yourself, the alternative news media that people are going to start listening to. But there are some good attributes to Russia and Putin, believe it or not. And I have been talking to a pastor in Jerusalem 
who has been telling me that Putin has actually been doing some good things for Israel, yeah. believe it or not, but it's not being reported here. I mean, it's like Hillary Clinton was wanting a war with Putin. Well, I understand why she's wanting it, because he's got information on her, and she wants to cover it up. <laughs> exactly. So that's exactly why that was going on. So that's why you're hearing all this stuff, which news media is owned by the Clinton machine. So. Well, you know, interestingly, speaking of prophetic words, Pastor David Langford got a word acceleration. I got the word intensification. And I thought just a lot of things were going to intensify. But you know what else intensified and accelerated? Not just the bad. It was like what got accelerated was the revelation of how deeply veiled some of this stuff is. And I actually cover this in one of the prayers in my book for the removal of this satanic veil. People are blinded. They're in this dystopic trance, this satanic veil. What's accelerated, intensified is that God has really pulled back this veil, this curtain, this he's uncovered so much. Yes, absolutely. I I wrote a prophetic word that time is up for those who are corrupt. It's funny you mentioned the word veil because he's been telling me he's pulling the veil back on everything so that the people can see what's going on. And that God is done with the corruption, and he is pulling the veil back. And I mean, look at what's going on in the street. God pulled the veil back so far. On, I did an interview with True News, and I told them, I said, this electoral process was going to expose things, not only in the electoral process God was going to expose, but he was going to expose the same things that were going on in the church at the same time. Look at the veil that was pulled back. Look at the people who came forward publicly and denounced Donald Trump in the church. Right. So the veil has been pulled back. So that the people can see. Now, the other thing that is very unique is that what used to be a conspiracy theory about the New World Order and the Illuminati is no longer a conspiracy theory. Everyday normal people who aren't even Christians on the street talking about the Illuminati and the New World Order. So God has pulled the veil back totally on all of this. So that's the amazing part about this. Well, not only pulling the veil back, but he's also really starting to expose these evangelifish. These guys, they'd lack the testicular fortitude to not only preach the gospel, but this whole 501c3 deal. These gutless, spineless pastors, they're just clinging on to their 501c3s with their life, aren't they? Yeah, they're cowards. And I, I wrote a prophetic word on the 501c3. I think it was April of, of this year. It's called Purging the Temple. And God's had it with it. And it's funny because I went public with that. And then literally within two or three months, Donald Trump comes out and says he's going to start doing away with the 501c3. So it's like this whole 501c3 thing has decimated the church. Now, I've got a little bit different perception that God has given me on the 501c3 and that the church entered into a demonic contract in 1954. Yes. And they took took a bribe. And because they took a bribe, you know, it says when a, uh, the Bible says when a wise man takes a bribe, it destroys the heart. In Exodus, it talks about when you take a bribe, it blinds the wise and perverts the words of the righteous. Now you've also got where it says, cursed is he who takes a bribe for the slaying of the innocent. Well, let's talk about that for a second. So you have the church. The church is the spiritual and moral compass of any nation, period. You want to know why the condition of America is in the condition that it's in? It's because the church has not done its job. It's lost its spiritual and moral compass, and a lot of it was through the 501c3. I love it when people say America's under judgment because the blood of the aborted babies is on, on America's hands. You know, America hasn't repented. Well, no, it's not. The blood of the babies is on the church's hands, and the church is under judgment right now. The 501c3 system is under judgment right now. If you go to 1954 and you walk down the timeline from the time we took that bribe, that 30 pieces of silver, 10 years later, prayer was taken out of schools. Where was the church? Silent. Why? Because they were wanting the money. Ten years after that, the big one. Roe versus Wade comes along. Where was the church? Silent. They couldn't say anything. 
for that 30 pieces of silver. So everything these churches have gotten under the 501c3, the money, the assets, it's blood money. Even the Pharisees knew not to touch that. So now what you have is you have a church that's under a curse, the Baal curse, because they entered into the Baal system, a covenant with Baal. You have the heart being destroyed, according to Ecclesiastes 7.7, and now you have the righteous that are blind. They've lost their discernment. This is why they couldn't discern Donald Trump was going to be the anointed one, so to speak, that got anointed. And it perverts the words of the righteous, which means this is why we had so many prophetic words, see, coming out from one end of the spectrum to the other and everywhere in between, and nobody knew who to believe. The Lord was very stern with me when he started dealing with me on this 501c3 stuff. He said, Mark, do not step foot into a 501c3 ministry. He said, otherwise you will become defiled, and so will your words. Well, and I'm probably going to make a very controversial statement here, but quite frankly, anyone that takes 501c3 as a ministry, that's shameful. As far as I'm concerned, you take the legislation, you take the rules that come with it. Why do you think these pastors now are getting told they can and can't preach about certain things? That legislation, quite frankly, is straight out of the pit of hell, Mark. Yes, absolutely. And that's what the people don't understand. I have worked very hard to break that curse, the Baal curse. I have worked hard to repent not only for myself, but those in my generational bloodline who were a part of that. Because you've got to remember, this has been around longer than some of us have been alive. We've had 62 years of indoctrination into this. So they've indoctrinated these pastors. These pastors have come in, and they've accepted this money. They've become politically correct, a watered-down gospel. Basically, like we said earlier, we have cowards in the pulpit. You are going to start seeing churches shut down, you're going to start seeing people removed from the pulpit because God has had it with this system. He's had it. And the church has got to cut the cord to this Baal system because the other thing that it does, when you're in covenant with Baal, I'm not going to go into the teaching on Baal. I know you've taught on it. But Baal's a counterfeit Christ. But what you see happening in a lot of these churches, when you go in there and you go, okay, what is this going on here? This is not of God. Uh, I'm getting a check in my spirit here. What is this? Now it opens the door for the Kundalini to come in. Yeah. And so you're seeing this rampant. You're seeing this decimation going on all over the churches. We have a church in America right now that is lawless, literally. Like the naked cowboy thing that was going on, you know you're in trouble. I mean, I just, I got, uh, somebody had, had posted something on Facebook, a friend of mine did, about a 90-something-year-old lady just got kicked out of her church because she had been sick for four months yeah. because she wasn't tithing. Yeah. This is the kind of thing that's going on. And so they are literally been taken over by the spirit of mammon, and it's all about the money, or, you know, I understand it takes money to move the gospel, but it's when that money has you, that's when you're in trouble. And that's what's happening in these pulpits right now. Well, you know what I find really fascinating, Mark, is we've heard all this stuff come out of WikiLeaks, the John Podesta, the spirit cooking, corruption at the highest levels, these Satanists, these Luciferians, and yet it is crickets chirping in the church about all this. It's amazing what God has revealed. We've talked about God pulling that veil off, and yet... The church is in this cotton candy coma. You're not hearing these mainstream pastors touch the blood sacrifices, the pedophilia. They're not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, absolutely. And again, this is our area of anointing. This is what we are supposed to go after. And I call it the Babylonian box. When you're a 501c3, the Bible says don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. When you're a 501c3, you're now yoked with the Satanic Church, Islam, Wicca, pro-choice, Planned Parenthood. So all these 501c3 pro-life ministries, if they want to know why they're not making ground, taking ground and holding it in the abortion issue, is because you're yoked with pro-choice and Planned Parenthood. Baal is a very violent entity. It's an it. 
He feeds off the blood of the, or it feeds off the blood of the innocent. That's why he is the strong man over America right now. So the second we cut the cord to this 501c3, legally, you know, the Bible says you can't cast out Satan with Satan. That's right. You know, this is why they can't, they're having a hard time taking on bail. They take ground, but they can't hold that ground in the legal system. It's because you're a, you can't cast something out you're a part of legally in the spiritual realm. So the second the church realizes this and cuts the cord to this, repents, because, you know, the Bible talks about if my people, he's not talking about America, he's talking about my people, the church, will repent. So that's the problem. Everybody wants to point a finger that America's under judgment and the blood's on their hands. No, it's not. It's on the church's hands. Absolutely. And let's not forget the good old Pied Piper pastor clergy response team that goes off to these little weekend FEMA trainings and learns how to subjugate your congregation. We'll learn how to completely take our whole church off to FEMA camps. This is on record. Pastors have gone off to this FEMA training to learn how to subjugate their congregation. That is absolutely an abomination. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, I mean, they're, they're supposed to be taking notes uh, on their uh, congregation and yeah. giving notes to the government as to what they're doing. And it's like, come on. I mean, where is that biblical? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And then not only that, you've got all these evangelical pastors, mainstream people. You've got your Beth Moores, your Max Locato. I could go on and on about all these evangelicals that were literally telling Christians, you cannot vote for Trump. That is unbelievable. Well, you know, and, and the, the thing was, God didn't even have to pull the veil back on those people. They exposed <laughs> themselves. Yeah, they did. You know what I mean? They exposed themselves. So it's like, you know, this is what the problem is with the church. Now, to give you another sign uh, on the same subject, if people are wondering, okay, how is the church under judgment? I wrote a prophetic word July 8, 2016, and it's called Operation Let My People Go. Now, I'm just going to read just the first paragraph, and it will explain a lot of this. It says, the Spirit of God says, when Donald Trump is elected, a sign will be given. The earth shall quake because of who I have selected. It's a shift, a shift in the power structure that is taking place, and another sign will be given when it falls without grace. A lightning strike and a great wind shall topple the so-called great monument, and they will not be able to mend. It will be a sign that the Luciferian reign and ungodly powers are coming to an end. I have had it with time and truth that bends. When it topples and shatters the capstone, the builders accepted will be exposed for all to see, and the one they rejected who is me. For these ungodly powers, I, the Lord God, will expose. From the Illuminati to the Cabal, they are beginning to decompose. For those that speak of myths of wrath to come are creating fanaticism, and they will go down to the abyss with cataclysm. Now, that's just the first paragraph on Operation Let My People Go. But the sign was given. As soon as Donald Trump got elected, it was within, like, I don't know, somebody could fact-check me a few days, they had a massive earthquake in Christchurch, New Zealand. Now, how do I know this is the quake that God was talking about? Number one, it was in Christchurch, but also the last time Christchurch, New Zealand had an earthquake was in 2011 when the Trump prophecy was written. Wow. That decimated Christ Church. Now, if you know anything about Christ Church, New Zealand, sits in the middle of what's called the Ring of Fire. Christ Church is under judgment. It's, there's a shaking and a quaking coming to Christ's church, and it's because of the covenant that they're in, this fire, this covenant that they're sitting in the middle of that God's had it with. And I believe it's the Babylonian systems and all this stuff that goes with it. Now, they had a tsunami come in. The first wave had already come in. They were waiting on the second wave. So I believe that this judgment, per se, on God's church is going to come in in two waves. Uh, this first wave, I believe part of that judgment is you're seeing a mass exodus from the church right now because people, again, the veil's been pulled back, and God is exposing these people like we just talked about, 
and they're seeing, they're tired of the financial, the money issues. They're tired of the moral issues. They're tired of people abusing their authority in the pulpit or, you know, just treating people like garbage. I mean, I'm getting emails and inundated people hearing my interviews, and they're saying, hey, I left the church years ago because the 501c3, or I've been hurt or wounded in the church, and I've left. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. You know, we're just, and, you know, I got to say this, and this is going to be very controversial, but, you know, I just, I just, I'm a truth seeker and a truth speaker, which is what God's looking for. But that win that took place on November 8th, that was not the church that won that. That was the army of God. That was the remnant. That was people who met in the spirit, one mind, one accord. That's who won that victory, and that's who's going to lead this end-time charge. Yeah, the remnant. I agree. And it's it's like Dr. Michael Lake said on my show one time, God is looking for a an A-team army in the kingdom of God, and yet he's working with a D-team at best. It reminds me of that scripture in Isaiah twenty nine thirteen: For as much as the people draw near me with their mouth, their hearts have been removed from me. Yeah, you, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Yes, exactly. You, you know, it's this hyper-grace movement, I, I believe, uh, a lot of this stuff. It, it's the 501c3 all over. Uh, again, I, I go back to that because the Lord showed me this 501c3 is an open portal because they're in covenant with Baal. Yeah. It's an open portal over these churches that's having a demonic influence. Now, it's going to be different from church to church, person to person, depending on their spiritual maturity as to how it influences each church. But that's what you're seeing going on. It creates a hyper-grace movement. They were out here preaching this gospel, saying, oh, don't worry, you can do whatever you want. God's going to love you. Yes, God has an unconditional love for you, but don't think for one second that God doesn't discipline those he loves. And you cannot have discipline without accountability. So this is why, you know, the church is very bad about shooting their own wounded. There is like a, a mother bear turning and devouring her cubs right now. Everybody's attacking everybody. I have, I have been attacked viciously over this one prophecy, the Trump prophecy. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, viciously. The more prophecies that come out, the worse the attacks get. And it's like, these are Christians? Are you kidding me? When this stuff went public, God really pulled the veil back from me and showed me. Well, it's Again, we go back to it destroys the heart. It's being corrupted. The heart of the church is. It blinds the wise and perverts the words of the righteous. And the church is under a curse. So you're seeing all these things taking place. It's that judgment that's taking place. Well, and that judgment kind of ties into these tribunals that the Lord showed you. Get into that for us, Mark. Okay, yeah, I, I wrote a prophecy back in October 13, 2015, called Don't Be Deceived, Get in the Fight, and it talked about where the Clintons' time has come to an end, and they're being omitted for the crimes they've committed. So I believe through this Clinton Foundation stuff and the WikiLeaks, you're going to see tribunals come forth, and it'll be military-style tribunals, but they're going to have to be careful how they handle it because it could take down parts of government or governments all over the world. But you will see these tribunals come forth, I believe, and a lot of these people who have been involved in the Clinton Foundation, they will be in court, and their time has come to an end. And you're going to see people being removed all over. There's going to be a lot of job openings, let's put it that way. In the government, uh, there's going to be a lot of job openings worldwide. Because when God goes to purge that stuff, and you're going to see these tribunals come forth, I honestly believe that. You know, Trump says, I was getting so many emails, oh my gosh, Trump's saying he's not going to prosecute Hillary, he thinks she's a great person. Okay, you have to realize this man is brilliant. He's trying to bring healing to the country, the division. He's not going to prosecute anybody. He can't. He's the president. That doesn't mean to say that his DOJ is not going to go after him, and that's exactly what's going to happen. And, and everybody wants to know, they're emailing me, okay, what's, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? It's like, look, folks, God doesn't even give the prophetic voice all of the details. Some of these prophecies are mysteries. Even for myself, he doesn't give me all the details. 
I've got to search it out. I've got to pray about it. It's the same thing with that. And people, it's like they've gone so far from the prophetic, they've lost all understanding of it. Yeah, because it goes back to discernment, right? We don't have it. Yeah, we have no discernment, zero. And like you said, they've kicked the prophets right out of the church. But really, so tribunals, wow. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And the Lord told me, he said, some of these tribunals will, will make Nuremberg look like a cakewalk. Oh, wow. Well, that really ties, I guess, back into that veil being removed, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, so again, you know, God's pulling the veil back on everything and exposing it. So this Clinton Foundation, I believe, is what's going to really start bringing people down. That's amazing that you prophesied really about the Clintons way before they ever came to this stuff ever sort of surfaced. So get into sort of what God's people should do, because I think he said something earlier in the show that's really important. It's like when we have a victory... We sort of tend to lay down the, the weapons. It's like, ah, oh, breathe a sigh of relief. Okay, we're done. Uh, no, we're not out of the woodwork yet, are we? No, we're not. This, this, we've won a battle, but we, we haven't won the war. And, you know, going back to, you know, I, I'm trying to create a, a team concept. I, I've created teams on, on the fire ser- in the fire service for years. And the problem with the church is, is they think it's individualism. And when they don't agree with something or your theology, you don't think the same way they do, it's automatically attack, attack, attack. And it's like, look, we don't have to agree with everything. Me and you may not agree on everything, but you're still my sister in Christ, and I'm going to have your six in that foxhole when we go to war. It doesn't matter what you think, period. So when you're in that foxhole together, you put your differences aside, and that's what the team concept comes in. And the church has not learned that yet. They think because just because someone thinks differently than me, I have to go on the attack. I've got to expose them. And, and God's had it with that. And God told me one thing, and you know, he speaks to us in our own language. You know, he speaks to me in fire department language. He says, Mark, be ready because you're going to be attacked. You know what I mean? As a prophetic voice. But he says, I want you to give him the message. And he says, I want you to go in and I want you to do spiritual triage on my people. He wow. says, because my church is bleeding out. Go in and give him the message. Don't get involved in ungodly warfare. In other words, arguing. He says, if they don't listen, they're in the black. They're spiritually dead. Move on. He says, I will deal with them personally. He says, because there's too many people that are in the red, yellow, or the green who are walking wounded or who have been wounded by the church who will listen to this message, will accept it, but even more important, will act on it. So that's important for the listeners. Yeah, and I think what else is important is that people quit getting into this doom and gloom stuff, isn't it? That's important, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I wrote a, a prophecy called America, America, October 7th, 2015. Now, it's a little lengthy, so I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to go over a, a couple of highlights. But basically what it talks about, all of the seeds that America has sown throughout its history— since its birth. Everybody wants to talk about judgment, judgment, judgment. And it's like, when you do that, you're taking yourself out of the fight. You are aiding the enemy when you do this. You are empowering the enemy's plans. And what's happening is a lot of these prophetic people, because of the 501c3, they are hearing the plans of the second heaven, and they're prophesying it as if it were the plans of the third heaven. And this is where you're getting all the doom and gloom stuff. But everybody wants to talk doom and gloom, and it's not. You know, what is, where's the good stuff that God's going to do? And that's what America, America talks about. And it's like the seeds America has sown throughout, throughout its history are going to come back to America. So it's going to come back in a, in a way that we're going to prosper. Now, are we going to have some issues? Yeah, you're always going to have issues. Nothing's going to be perfect. But that's the point is, is people need to stop with the doom and gloom. Stop empowering the enemy. You're aiding the enemy. You are committing spiritual treason when you do this. I'll give you a, for instance, one of my intercessors had a run-in with a lady who, who was in a church. Somehow Trump's name came up. This was like four months ago. And she started calling Trump every name in the book. 
and she says, you know, we, we've got our survival food. We're, we're just going to hunker down. We've only got three years left, and we're just going to ride this thing out to the end. Oh, my God. Well, that's the escapism mentality, number one. You just took yourself out of the fight. So you are absolutely of no use whatsoever in the army of God. And to have that escapism mentality, again, you are aiding the enemy. You're committing spiritual treason when you do this. And part of this judgment that the Lord showed me, he showed me a train, and the locomotive was called Babylon. And each car hooked to that train was a ministry, represented a ministry. And if you draw a horizontal line through that train, he said, Mark, this train's moving at warp speed. And he said, it's 2 Timothy 4. They will no longer listen to sound doctrine and truth. Well, that lady was a prime example of that. She went off on my intercessor. My intercessor couldn't get a word in edgewise. She was not going to listen to the truth, none whatsoever. And the scary part about this judgment, Sheila, is that it is a type of judgment that's coming. You don't see it coming. It's not obvious like Sodom and Gomorrah, where you got fire and brimstone coming down. Right. It eats at you one bite at a time, one bite at a time. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, and until finally, it's got gotcha. you. And then you can add also First Timothy, where their conscience have been seared with a hot iron. People think we've got three years left. No, we don't. There is still much to be accomplished by the army of God. There's still much to be done. And i got news for people with the escapism mentality. You're not going anywhere. Nobody's going anywhere until the job is finished, period. But America, are there some judgments coming? Yes, it's on the systems. It's on the leadership, like we found out through WikiLeaks. How can you hold the people accountable for something they had no knowledge of? This is what's going on in America right now. So in America, America, I wrote that God was going to appoint three Supreme Court justices. Now, God started dealing with me on that. He said, Mark, he says, it's not going to be three anymore. It's going to be five. So I left that in there because I'm not going to go back and tamper with a word once I've written it. I just don't believe in that because I, I, you know, I want to be real with the people. So I wrote a second prophetic word, February 24th, 2016. And I'll just read it to you, to you real quick because God said, it's not going to be three. It's going to be five. And he says, the spirit of God says, why do I sense fear in my people about the future of America? Have I not said I have heard your cries and will heal your land? Stand firm. Do not falter. Put on the full armor of God, rake the enemy over the coals, for the end-time battle is on for my one billion souls. The Spirit of God says, Do not fear that my servant, Justice Scalia, has been taken, for some are crying out. Why have I forsaken? For I will show myself strong to prove that the so-called wise are wrong. For some will say that this is a miracle, for I am just getting started. This is not even close to the pinnacle for what I am going to do with my America. For do not my people have eyes to see and ears to hear the two signs I gave when they carried my servant's body up the steps of the courthouse where the rest he was laid? Read the signs for all to see and understand the words in this prophecy. The Spirit of God says five. That's right, five Supreme Court justices will be appointed by my new president, my anointed. I will choose five through my anointed to keep those alive. I will stack the court with those that I choose to send a clear message to the enemy that you lose. This is the miracle that I will perform so that my court will be reformed. The Spirit of God says the cries, the cries that I have heard from the womb, have reached my eyes and ears like a sonic boom. The five I appoint and the reform that shall take place, the great I am shall take on this case. For it is my will and my way for all those that have prayed that my court shall overturn Roe versus Wade. The Spirit of God says, America, get ready, for I am choosing from the top of the cream. I am putting together America's dream team from the president and his administration to judges and Congress to ease America's frustrations. The Spirit of God says, rise up, my army, and get in the fight. This is the generation of warriors that those of old wanted to see, and the enemy will have no choice but to flee. Rise up. Stomp the enemy's head with bliss. Send the enemy back to hell and into the abyss. This is the generation of warriors that all of hell has feared to face and see, but I am and all of heaven is cheering you on with glee. Your supreme commander, God. 
Wow, that's amazing. Oh, Roe versus Wade, getting rid of that. That's a dream come true right there. And you know what else is a dream? I mean, some of these people that Donald Trump has already appointed and talking about appointment, it's a more conservative stacking even than Ronald Reagan. That's amazing. Yeah, and, you know, it was funny because they just had some headlines come out saying someone was calling this the dream team. Oh. So, so uh, I mean, uh, in, and I, I didn't write this down. When God was dealing with me on, on these Supreme Court justices, he said, Mark, he said, one's going to die, and I didn't write it down, so I have no proof of it, but I did tell some people that, so I've got them to back me up. But he said, one's going to die, and it's not who they expected, because everybody expected it to be Ginsburg because she was the oldest. Yeah. But he said, one's going to die, one's going to retire, and three will be caught up in some type of a scandal. Now, he did not reveal to me what that scandal was, but there's no telling what it could be. It could be the Clinton Foundation. It could be taking bribes for a case. I mean, who knows? You know, right now with all this stuff, we have so much information coming out. It could be anything. But that's what God has, was dealing with me on as far as the Supreme Court. Well, and your very prophetic word correlates with exactly what Donald Trump said in one of the speeches during the election. He talked about Roe versus Wade and overturning it. He talked about appointing pro-life judges. So that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And again, it goes back to the Trump prophecy where he said, this is a man of his word. The thing I want to uh, go back to the church on is that, again, the church needs to be supporting this man. They need to be praying for this man, not attacking this man. You know, it was amazing. They brought out something he said 11 years ago, and this man just got saved, what, a year ago? So why are they attacking him? Why are they coming out and denouncing him? They should have been protecting him. This man's sins have been washed clean in the blood of Jesus. That's the redemption message. They've been forgiven and forgotten as far as the East is from the West. Why are you attacking this man for something you said 11 years ago that's been forgotten? That was probably some of the most hypocritical statements from leaders I think I have heard in the church in a long, long time right there. That was, that was incredible to me. They should have been protecting him. This is a chance for you to spread the gospel that this is what the redemption message is for. But why would you go on the attack? And see, that's the problem with the church now. Is if people on the outside see this, why in the world would they want to subject themselves to this stuff? It's like you are safer on the street from being attacked than you are inside the four walls of a church. You're more apt to be attacked inside the four walls of a church than you are on the street right now. And that's the sad part. It is sad. And boy, I'll tell you what, it is just ubiquitous. The fighting, the backbiting, the discord sowing, sowing discord amongst the brethren. God abhors that mark. And we've got to stop this infighting and backbiting. It's just absolutely rampant. And God hates it. Yes, absolutely. And, and again, it goes back to the team concept. When you're in battle, you know, General Patton said it best, there's no atheist, there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. Well, it's, just, it's kind of the same concept. Why would you shoot one of your own in that foxhole with you just because he believes differently? Yeah. If you're in a foxhole or you're in a firefight, in firefighting, you've got fire rolling over your head or bullets flying over your head. You don't care what that person thinks. You just want to know that they can do the job, that they're there watching your back and you're, you've got their back. It doesn't matter. And that's where the church has got to come to. They've got to come to a place where they put their differences aside because, again, November, if there was ever a spiritual D-Day for the Army of God in America, and actually it was all over the world because we have people fasting and praying and warring for America all over the world because they know what happens in America will have a domino effect all over the world. So, I mean, if there was ever a spiritual D-Day, it was November 8th of this year. That shows you what the army of God, the true army, not the body of Christ, because you're talking two different things. You're talking boot camp with the body of Christ and the army of God or the spiritually mature who are on the tip of the spear. That's who won that battle. And that's what happens when we come together in the spirit, one mind, one accord, in unity, put our differences aside, 
we will continue to win. I like what Donald Trump says. You're going to get sick of winning. That's what's going to happen right now with the army of God. You're going to get sick of winning because that's what's coming. We're, we're coming out of the church age, and, and we're going to come into the ruling and reigning, I believe. So I, this, is, this is where we're headed. But this was a, also a promotional process, Sheila, believe it or not, for the church. This was a time of people, God was saying, okay, I'm going to see what's going on here because this is your promotional test. Are you going to get promoted out of the, out of the uh, body of Christ and into the army of God? Or has your discernment been so bad or are you attacking people, or you have the escapism mentality, like everything we've been talking about, has it taken you out of the fight? What's it going to be? The choice is yours. And there was a lot of people that flunked this test, but there were also a lot of people who got promoted. Well, I'll put it in firefighter terms, Mark. You on your website have that special operations recovery drag. I thought, we need a spiritual recovery drag for some of these guys, don't we? Yeah, yes, we do. And, you know, somebody had made comment that, you know, about me being a firefighter and me writing these words about America and Donald Trump and stuff like this, trying to save America, I guess, so to speak. But again, it's not about me. I don't look at it that way. I don't look at it like this is me doing this because it's not about me or one person, one man or one woman. This is about the team. It was a team effort all the way across the board, all over the world by the army of God, because I'm not the only one that prophesied. I'm not the only one that interceded and prayed. And this is the way the church has got to look at it. This was a team effort. And when we come together, this is we're going to get sick and tired of winning. winning. I mean, if there is such a thing, I don't know. But, I mean, you know, I like what Donald Trump says. He's not even president yet, and he's done more for America in four weeks than Obama did in two reigns of four years. And he's not even Absolutely. president yet. Absolutely. And, you know, it's the other thing I, I, want, to, I want to encourage people is that the Lord was showing me is that Mary Colbert, Don Colbert's wife, uh, my, my doctor, she had, God had commissioned her to lead a national prayer movement, and it started on Labor Day and was to go through to the election. So every morning at 9 o'clock, she had a different person on leading the prayer each day. So as I was listening to this, and God, I'm writing another prophetic word now, actually dealing with some of this, um, because God wants to address it with, with, with his people, and it's called target-focused repentance and target-focused prayer. I heard God say, why aren't my people repenting? They've lost the art of war, and because any true battle starts with repentance. And he says, the problem with what's going on with the church right now is that they're using generalized repentance. In other words, Lord, forgive us for our sins. That's a generalized repentance. And what the Lord was showing me, he says, it needs to be target-focused repentance. In other words, think of your repentance and your prayer as a laser-guided bomb. Laser-designate the target, hit your target. And Proof of this was Mary had me on to lead the prayer on 9-11 to represent the 9-11 uh, first responders. And I had prayed for the first responders. But I sat for two days, Sheila, and wrote out a prayer with target-focused repentance, target-focused prayer. And one of them was about the 501c3 and all these things that God wanted to address. I didn't want to just slam this together. I wanted, I wanted this to be the real thing from God. So I get on to do the prayer. So it was, the, the prayer was to last 15 minutes. So I had said my prayer or with, with thousands of people in agreement, because there, we had over 10,000 people on the call each morning. I had said my prayer. I had hung up at 917 on 9-11 by, I want to say, close to 934, somewhere within 20 minutes. One of my prayers, target-focused prayers, was like the time is corrupt uh, prophecy I wrote. I said, Lord, remove those in leadership who are corrupt and replace them with people from your army. Hung up the phone at 917, around 934, Hillary Clinton physically collapsed for the entire world to see. Am I taking credit for that? Absolutely not. But that was a sign. There was a couple of signs in that. Number one, 
it was a sign to me that what I was hearing was correct with the target-focused repentance, target-focused prayer, with thousands in agreement and unity. That was the end result right there. But God was giving a sign that, that anything attached to the Clinton machine was going to collapse because they are the face of the New World Order. That is going to collapse. She lost her shoe, which means that they were, would lose their peace. What are you seeing right now on the other side? See, the fear was on our side when Obama was in. Now the fear has transferred to the other side now. Even Harry Reid came out publicly, and the headlines read, I'm in fear. So that's literally the signs that God was giving. But that is proof of what happens when you do target-focused prayer, target-focused repentance. We've got to get focused instead of this generalization. Well, it's really interesting. I said it back in July I when I wrote Power Prayers and it was released. I said, I want to get people boots on the ground connected. And so I was trying to get my web people to make this Google map to connect, you know, like-minded people that are really into spiritual warfare because we're not doing that in the churches. And so this is really something that's weighed heavily in my heart to get people connected. And, you know, like even in your area, Florida, I have a lot of listeners and people are like, I've left the church. What can I do? So I've been trying to, I bought this website, Remnant Roundup, and I've been trying to round up the remnant boots on the ground because they've left the church. They don't have people in their areas. And so I started this prayer line for power prayers and we're putting that up. So I'm so glad to hear that Mary Colbert was doing that. And I don't know if she's continuing that, but we really need to be like having some kind of weekly prayer line, yes. don't we? Yes, absolutely. And Mary Colbert has a website. It's marycolbert.us. And she is continuing that, except for she's so busy, she had to delegate it. And what she did was she took someone who wanted to lead a prayer in each of the 50 states. And so they can go on there and they can find someone uh, that's in their state that's leading the prayer chain in their state. Oh, amen. So, um, but for you to be doing what you're doing like that, uh, the remnant, I love that. I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's exactly what God's looking for. Because church, the way we know it right now because of the judgment, is not going to be done the way it used to be done anymore. It's going to be in the marketplace. It's going to be in the media. These churches, I believe, are going to be shut down. They're going to be closing the doors. Their finances are going to dry up because people are sick and tired of what's going on. So you do have a remnant, which is the true army of God, who is sick and tired of what's going on in the four walls, and they want to get involved. So how do we do that? Like what Mary's doing and like your idea is perfect. I mean, that's a great idea. Yeah, well, I just really feel like connecting prayer partners together, and I've been saying that for months and months. And I really do believe that God is going to start cleaning house here pretty quick. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're going to see people removed from the pulpit. You're going to see all kinds of stuff. And, you know, this, uh, we go back to the attacking again, uh, one another. You know, God gave so many signs during this electoral process. And it was amazing to me that because of this 501c3 or whatever these churches are into, that the church has lost all discernment. They've lost their discernment. And they could not discern who God had chosen. They wanted a preacher up there. And because it wasn't a preacher and who they didn't like, forget it. They weren't voting, or they weren't doing this. And they would go on the attack, attacking, attacking Trump. And I gave some signs, and I'll give a couple of signs on this that, to prove that, that Donald Trump was anointed. I even gave this on the first, back in April, first interview I did, is that this man stood up there with 17 people in the primaries, and every one of them fell. Now, the ones who attacked him, never in the history, Sheila, did you ever see that every time this man was attacked, his poll numbers went up. Yeah. <laughs> this man was brutally attacked. Well, that was a sign from God, don't touch my anointed. 
and people weren't listening. And those who did the attacking, their numbers went to a big fat zero, including getting kicked out of the race. Now, I go back to another sign was Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly came out, and she had full her and Brett Baer on the first debate that they had. She was going to come out and try to make Trump look bad. She was going to attack Trump. Well, God fired a warning shot across her bow. She got violently ill that morning. I don't know if the, I heard that from her own mouth in an interview she did. And that was a warning sign. Don't touch my anointed. She did it anyway. Her life has never been the same since, and neither has Fox. And now it's come out that the orders came from Ailes. So Fox now has been in chaos ever since. Look at the news media that have attacked this man. God was using that as a sign. He was giving signs as to who his anointed was. God's had it with people attacking his anointed. He's not going to put up with it anymore, including his prophetic voices, his prophets. The, the church is very bad about murdering the prophets. He's had it with the murdering the prophets. They've been run out of the churches. You know, if you notice, all your big-name prophets, they're not in the church. No, they have their own right. separate ministries. Why is that? It's because they've been run out of the church. People want to stone them. They get one thing wrong, and they want to stone them. You know, Kim Clement said it best. You know, the prophet is the villain of today and the hero of tomorrow. And it's just amazing. But don't touch God's anointed. And I, these people that are attacking these prophetic voices, so to speak, or they don't agree with whatever it is, and they, and they feel like they've got to get on YouTube and, and type these nasty comments, and they're firing these fiery arrows, and they don't understand. God's not putting up with it anymore. And I'm going I'm to put this warning out. God says, I will discipline those I love. Yes, God loves you. But don't think for one second he's not going to hold you accountable for everything that you speak. You know, that, you got to remember, he spoke that back in biblical times. So it might have been within 150, 200 people you attack someone. Now when you get on that keyboard and you hit the enter key on Facebook or YouTube, it's going worldwide. So that discipline is going to come hard and fast. So that's my warning to people out there who are attacking God's true anointed. Mm, very good advice to heed, for sure. Well, Mark, in the waning moments, give out your website, how people get in touch with you, and final thoughts. Sure. Uh, they can go to my website. It's www.swordrescue, and you spell sword, S-O-R-D, uh, S is in Sierra, O Oscar, R Romeo, D Delta, rescue.com. And they can click on the prophetic words tab, and they can download the prophetic words for free. You know, freely I receive, freely I give. And they're welcome to share it with anybody. Um, the, the one message I want to put out is, I was in isolation. When I, when I left the fire department, six months after I left the fire department, 2006, I got sick, bad sick. I was bedridden for days on end. I couldn't eat for days on end. And when people hear my testimony, I'm getting inundated with emails from people. And, and the reason I'm saying this is to, is to encourage people, because God can use you where you're at. It was so bad. I was so sick, literally. Uh, I mean, with, there were nights that my wife held me while I cried because I was just wanted to be healthy and whole again. This went on for four or five years until I found a doctor that actually knew what he was doing. And, but when I wrote that prophecy, Commander-in-Chief, 2011, I had no clue that it was going to end up like this. I was so sick when I wrote that prophecy, and God used me right where I was at. I don't care if you're in a hospital bed, if you're bedridden, be encouraged. If you've been isolated for years, that's a good sign, believe it or not, because those are the ones that God's bringing forth, the ones who have been isolated, the everyday normal person who doesn't have a degree hanging on their wall. And that's not slamming anybody that does, but those who don't have those kind of credentials, you think that God can't use you, you are the very one that God's going to use. God will bring you out of that isolation, just like he has me. Now, I'm still not uh, 100%. I'm still dealing with a couple little health issues, but I will be 100%. God will heal me just like he will everybody else. 
wherever you're at, God can and will use you wherever you're at, and it's going to be the everyday normal person that's going to lead this charge in these end times. Armor up, get in the fight. Amen. Well, Mark, thank you for coming on the program today. Such a just such a blessing to have you on, and I hope you do come back and see us again soon. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was an honor and a pleasure to be here. I hope to be back on. Thanks, Mark. Folks, that was Mark Taylor. Check out his website. It is linked there on today's bio, December 12th, 2016. And we are out of time. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night and God bless.